0: People are this like wealth of amazing stories and that's kind of like the reason I love my community so much is like we're all pretty like nerdy. We have very, very interesting jobs. We do things that are like vastly different and there's just like a lot of like great conversations to be had and I'm, I'm like never done, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's like why I pour so much time and effort into my like social situation because I just feel that need to have great
1: conversation. Welcome back to I'm the Villain. Today we have a good friend of mine, Leslie, who used to work with me and she has this huge meetup in DC called Free Association. And it is this group that I In my, like, as somebody personally who has a lot of, you know, angst over, like, having to get all of my friends together because I have, like have like I'm just unhealthily extroverted I really see Leslie as this person who is this like incredible community builder and like puts a lot of work into this thing that you know I personally value and I think that I and like you know would wish that I could you know put more work into it and aspire to do that so I will just let you tell us you know whatever you want about yourself oh and for those of you who don't know a meetup is basically a platform where you know you can go on and find various events that are going on in your area so I don't know you were basically like one of the first people who even got on the platform right you're like a very early adopter yeah uh whenever I got onto meetup I
0: had been in DC for about a year or so and it was still kind of in its early stages uh I've been in the DC area now for like about eight years and um So we started Meetup almost five years ago and it was because we had like created what we thought was a pretty great community. And then like all of my friends moved away in the same year. Yeah. And it was just like devastating to like my social life because I just didn't know where to go from there. And I had been like very casually going to some meetup groups and could see some pretty like glaring problems in the way that like organizers were allowing people to behave badly and just not doing anything about it. So my husband and I just kind of like put our heads together and we're like, I think that we could do this, and I think that we could do it better." So we started this meetup group. and really, just to create a sense of community and, you know, five years later, we have about like 12 people living in the, like within a block of us because they purposely moved to our neighborhood. So it feels like this is definitely like been a great approach to creating something that like usually would have happened organically, maybe mm-hmm. like 20 years ago. Right. But like the, the landscape of making friends and making community is so different now that you have to be like really creative about your approach.
2: What was the focus of the meetup that you started that you said like resulted in a lot of people in your neighborhood?
0: It's literally just to like do things you don't want to do by yourself. So, you know, like going ice skating or going to a wine tasting or doing mini golf, you know, so I've done a ton of research about all the fun things that there are to do in this city and always tried to like keep it up to date and always surprise people and never repeat things. And it's just been, it's been really successful and so it's like kind of a two prong, pronged thing. It's like you get to experience the city that you live in mm-hmm. in like ways that you probably haven't before, while also meeting great people. So,
2: were the glaring problems with the Meetup City of Guns before mostly centered around just like bad people being there? Yeah, okay.
0: harassment, like constant harassment. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a problem that I deal with a lot. Is that like I have to have a ton of rules about how like men can interact with people because. Yeah. They're just fucking bad eggs. (laughs) These people that will like cold message before they go to an event and meet somebody. Why would you go go to that event if you'd gotten a creepy message from somebody that you knew was going to be there? So it's like one of my rules. If you cold message anybody that you have never met before on meetup, I'm kicking you. Yeah. Because like there's no information. We don't have profiles. Like there's no way to know if like this person's like a total creep or just like curious about you so i'm like we have to create safe safe spaces for people and i want you to show up and feel comfortable with who's going to be there
1: how do you identify those people though you know because they're not going to be like you know they're not necessarily going to be creeping on you right when they're like yeah. joining the group you know because i rely a lot on like people's feedback so mm-hmm. i mean if you know once this gets
0: like ramped up i'm going to have people like Rate members that they have met based on like their respect so it's like i'm never going to ask people like how attractive was this person or like did you find this person charming it's just going to be like did they engage in conversation with you were they respectful did they say anything that's a red flag to you and like it's going to be like your uber rating basically it's like i'm going to be able to like have my finger on like how well people are behaving in these events and i just don't care to kick people i just don't i Mm -hmm. mean like there are some things that you just don't get, you don't deserve to do because you're acting poorly and you're making people feel uncomfortable. So.
1: Right. Like it's, it's like, even if you're air on the side of just like being less lenient, like you're, you're, that's going to be the decision that's going to probably make the entire group better. You know, like, exactly. so it's yeah. like still, and it's like every time yeah.
0: I've kicked somebody out of the meetup, I can see like instant improvement, just like in people's general attitude, because We recently had this guy in the meetup who just was like making a lot of people feel uncomfortable. And in one night he like very seriously hit on two people who had their boyfriends there. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just like, like read the room.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's like, where, where do you get this confidence to come up to somebody who has a boyfriend sitting there and be like, can I buy you a drink? You should come to my meetup. Like (laughs) <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah so when you hear like reports of that kind of stuff i'm just like i have no tolerance for that kind of thing because why would this person ever come back knowing that you were going to be there and you would just harass her again mm-hmm.
2: So when you uh when you started your meetup were you and your husband both going up, like to these meetups or was it just yeah like, you? so
0: we were kind of like doing like doing one separately i go to tech meetups mm. and Those are always like pretty great because, you know, you're hearing a speaker, you're having a free drink, like meeting people who are in your field. And he was doing more like board game focused ones because he really loves to play like those three hour long games and stuff like that. And then we did we went to one together, which was like a beer tasting meetup, which Mm -hmm. I really, really like ended up loving. But then the organizer moved away and she kind of like handed it off to her number two. And it turned out that he was having an affair with somebody in the meetup. And we had all met his wife and hung out at his house and met his baby. And then, like, he starts dating somebody in the meetup in front of everybody, like, while he's married. So, <laughs> you know, we just had some, like, really bizarre. Christ alive. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so you seem like someone that really values community. Mm-hmm. When you started going to meetups, were you new to D.C.?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I... I had only been there for like maybe a little over a year and I had made a lot of friends in work and I really loved the, like, I still talked to like all of my friends that I met at that first job, but they are all over the country now because it was just like, everybody's like starter job and they were just like, we all want something different. So everybody kind of parted ways at the same time. So I was like, I just got to find something else, you know?
2: Yeah. I think, I feel like meetup is really like a slept on tool I know for when you first move somewhere. Like, I think that. I have, like, never moved somewhere I right? didn't have any friends whatsoever. But if I did, I feel like one of the pl- first places that I would go is, like, meet up, you know?
0: I know. So every time that I, like, run into somebody at, at an event that says, like, oh, I just moved here, I'm like, we are really lucky that you're, like, here because, you know, I'm going to make sure that you have friends and have fun and get into a community because that's what we're all about, you know? So, I yeah, it's a it's a great way to just, like especially like our group is just because like everybody's become so close and we do have like a very like strong private thing that happens outside of meetups. So it's like, if I think you're cool, you're going to get invited to all the private stuff that we do too.
2: Mm-hmm. How has your, sort of your social life like changed since you like got out of college? Like do you did you get,
0: it's actually not changed much, but wow. that is because I'm such an extrovert. So like in college it was like, I just did stuff like every night of the week and that has not changed. Like yeah, <laughs> a lot of people that I know in my age group are like in the kind of like nesting. Like, I don't want to leave the house. I have a structured thing of like, you know, I go to work, I go to the gym, I go home I cook dinner. I watch TV and I go to bed. And I'm like, it's just never going to be my life. Like me and my husband are extremely like adventurous people and we just love to be doing things so we get real star crazy we don't like to be at home i have like a plan with somebody doing something every night next week so i have an extremely active social life (laughs) and maybe the only way it's changed is i've become maybe more actively social because of meetup because i know so many people yeah so i
1: just get invitations to do stuff all the time and i'm like yeah i want to do that.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Isabel, what about you
1: Oh, I definitely feel like I, you know, socialize less than I did in college, which is not what I want, because I am, I would like to be doing exactly that, like just like having things like every night of the week or whatever. But, you know, I'm basically just like need to push myself to do the work, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because it, it like it's sad to think of it as a work now, but it really is, you know, it's not something that you can just like, you know. Don't put no effort into assume will just happen to you, you know, (laughs) that which is the thing that I really lament about college is because it didn't feel like as much work because everyone was in like a square mile of you. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's the kind of thing that I do really think about in terms of on a broader level, like societally, you know, feeling like there is no real kind of secular replacement for the role that the like a church community would give you you know like I don't know if you grew up religious or anything but
0: did I yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah my parents were extremely conservative I spent a lot of time at church when I was younger and so yeah I totally get what you mean I was like in choir I did bible study Mm -hmm. I did a campus ministry group like
1: I I did it all I was at church like three or four times a week right so like that's the thing right when you're part of a church like that's what you do yeah
2: yeah if it's one thing that church facilitates well it's like goddamn extracurriculars yeah like you just do so many of them yeah and as a kid i i didn't participate heavily in church but i remember like in middle and high school looking forward aggressively to like any extracurriculars that i had because it was yeah. just like a, a thing that was different to do and yeah like maybe if if i wasn't like did go to church as a kid i'd have more of that like community like or i ha- would have had more of it i feel like i have I actually i do socialize i think on a similar like quantity quantitative level yeah <laughs> but i think that the nature of my hangouts have definitely changed especially because i moved to dc i'm originally from north carolina yeah so we're very like more so what isabel said her ideal was like we just like kick it you know like go to someone's house drink or maybe go to a bar and like oh like, yeah, some yeah i'm from west
0: virginia so i totally get it like yeah
2: <laughs> and dc is very like regimented and i actually do often have Something to do every night, but I do feel like as I've gotten older, I like need. I'm also an extreme extrovert, but I feel like I need like at least one night
0: a week for sure. Like there's always that one time where I'm like, I'm gonna watch whatever show I want to, and nobody's gonna stop me, and I'm gonna be in fluffy pajamas. (laughs) 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 And you just gotta like. But that's the thing about like extroversion is that like people are like, oh, extroverts don't ever like to be alone, and I'm like, do you know how draining it is to be like this extroverted, like you are an empty at some point
2: and you have Mm -hmm. to like refill. Yeah, I think it just takes, it maybe takes a little bit longer for us to get to that empty mark. Yeah, you know. exactly. But Isabel never feels that.
1: You're right, I really do <laughs> I mean, I think that actually, like, I, I feel very inspired by the level of, like, you know, effort that you put into, like, building a community around you, because I think that's something that's really not valued enough, right? Of mm-hmm. just, like, the time and effort that's put in, that, you know, just even on an individual level of maintaining individual friendships, but also on, like, a broader community level, right, is, like, that's labor you know it's unpaid labor that people don't you know necessarily assign a particular value to in our society but it's totally like something that is is worth so much you know i just get like really
0: warm happy feelings about like great conversation Mm -hmm. because i think that like people are just so interesting, they all have like stories to tell, and you could know but somebody your entire life and they'll still have something to tell you about themselves, you know, mm-hmm. so I just think that like people are this like wealth of amazing stories, and that's kind of like the reason I love my community so much is like. We're all pretty like nerdy we have very very interesting jobs we do things that are like vastly different and there's just like a lot of like great conversations to be had and i'm, I'm like never done mm-hmm. you know yeah so it's like why i pour so much time and effort into my like social situation because i just feel that need to have great
2: conversation how often is your meetup that you started
0: we usually are like meet up about twice, twice a week, and then my husband has kind of like an offshoot of it that's uh, volleyball, just volleyball. So they do that's like fun. two games a week, and then they go drinking after. So all in all, we're probably doing something for a meet up four times a week.
2: Wow, um, and that's all just based off of your like desire to create a space that you weren't that you weren't seeing. Yeah. So far. Yeah. That's wild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that thinking from this like kind of general societal thing and i don't know if you agree with this but i feel like it's definitely trending towards people feeling more isolated oh, right for sure. and so it's like in terms of trying to think about like okay how can people go about like addressing that problem that we're all kind of feeling as you know people are so mobile like especially people who come to dc right and like you know you can just literally one year find that all your friends are gone you yeah, know exactly is <laughs> like you know is that the You know, answer, you know, is like, how do you get all everyone to just coordinate and be on the same page and be like, okay, we're all going to decide to do this thing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I think Um, it's just like you get to
0: a certain age, and I don't think that society tells you that like having lots of friendships is important anymore because you're supposed to be like valuing your family right like totally creating your own space with your partner and then possibly having children and then like really focusing on like the very small bubble that you created around that household mm-hmm. so they're like being my age and having this many friends and not deciding to have kids is not really typical mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I kind of like have said it many times that I feel like you know, having been a meetup organizer for five years, like this has fulfilled my need to have kids. And mm-hmm. because I've done a lot of like nights where you sit and like listen to people talk about the things that are bothering them or giving advice or just like being there for each other. You know, somebody in my meetup group, his father like found out that, you know, he had these friends that he met in meetup. And he, we were really the only people that he knew in DC. And my husband and I were like his closest friends. So, when his dad got cancer, called me first and said, I would really love for you to like call my son and have him come to your place so that when he finds out about this, he won't be alone. Wow. So it's been a lot of like odd situations like that where you have the opportunity to just be there for people like when they're going through something really rough. And I just think that like after doing all of that and like I, you know, this is, the amount of nurturing that I can give to the world and like I just don't feel like I have to have a kid anymore yeah I was very very strong about like wanting to be a parent but it's like now that I'm in kind of the thick of like what I'm doing right now I'm like this is what I've been called to do it's not be a parent
1: yeah I think that that is really something that I think about a lot is how can we get away from the notion of having a you know, nuclear family be everything that you do, right? Yeah. Because like, I really, I don't want to have kids and I really dread the point at which I, like all my friends start having kids and then suddenly like break off and like, you know, never talk to me again or never have time to hang mm-hmm. out again, you know, right? And I think that's something that I feel like so many people I know are feeling, right? Is that There's like, we don't want that like to happen. like a lot of parents
0: who take the time to like make friendships. But again, I feel like their, their circle of friends is probably much closer. Mm-hmm. And it's like people that like, that they know that they can rely on so again like my insiders group for like my meetup is 50 people so that's right. like 50 people that i'm like hanging out with one or, one or the other or small groups all the time so right. that's a, just like not typical you know mm-hmm.
2: how intentional are you and your husband about doing things independently of one another uh
0: we so he does the volleyball stuff mm-hmm. and like that is very much his thing yeah. i don't give a crap about it like (laughs) I hate listening to him talk about volleyball because I'm just not interested but um I have always had my own hobbies he's always had his own hobbies like you know even if it was just like playing video games and being on on an online community and making friends that way he would do that he did that for years and then Once he started, like, getting into sports and doing volleyball, that was his way to have his own community. And, like, I have been a dancer, like, ever since I moved to D.C. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started doing salsa dancing, and that was, like, something that I was able to do on my own. I go to, like, classes and, like, meet friends and have that kind of experience on my own. So, yeah, we've always been super intentional about, like, doing things by ourselves. Because if you're going to be with somebody forever, like, you can't do everything
2: yeah for
0: sure. <laughs> i never understand those couples are like we do everything together i'm like i could not <laughs> yeah
2: i think that's like super important um i am definitely i feel like a kinship to your husband because i'm like <laughs> i'm like i love adult sport leagues yeah yeah you know and like adult gaming leagues like i love going and playing sports where there's actually where there's absolutely no like, wait till whatever happens. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, I I joined a cornhole league with some of my friends and, like, had a ton of fun doing that. So, I mean, D.C. is great for social sports. Like, Mm -hmm. it's definitely a way that a lot of people have learned to, like, you know, make friends. So that's why we wanted to have kind of, like, a constant like sporting something in our meetup yeah. because people really enjoy that as like a social outlet even if they don't want to like do the other things that we do like the mini golf and ice skating like they have like a real passion for volleyball they'll just do that
2: like yeah
0: they're they have a, a super strong community within that group.
2: Uh-huh. Is all of this run through the same meetup page or are there different pages? So
0: volleyball has its own page. We finally separated them out because
2: uh, <laughs> you don't give a shit about it.
0: <laughs> we, ha- we had all these people being like, are you a volleyball meetup?
2: And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> we will never be a volleyball meetup. <laughs> so I finally
0: like bit the bullet and like I made a whole different like branding for them. But it's like called like a su- subsidiary of free association, which is mm. our big meetup. So yeah,
2: so you have the second biggest meetup, right? I don't actually
0: know how we rank, but I know that we are one of the most active in Arlington because there's probably like four very active meetups. I know all of the organizers because people talk about them all the time. It's like a weird small community that it's like, if you're a meetup organizer, you know about the other big ones, Uh but we put up like the most events. So yeah, meetups should
2: should like pay you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, Meet there, if so you're there is a
0: there is a way to make money off of Meetup, and uh, one of the largest meetups in the world is here in DC. It's called the 20s and 30s Going Out Group, and that organizer just decided to like give it up, and so he was like attempting to sell it because he did that full time. That was his job. Wow! So he had like created all these like meaningful relationships with businesses all across like DC, and then he also had like trips like all over the world that he would take people on and he just like took cuts of all of those things so like he would have like you would pay for like a twenty dollar ticket to go to a club and but you would get like a certain amount it. of drinks you'd have your own line to get in you'd have your own space within the bar so he really like made it work for yeah. him but like it's a full time job i mean you can't have a nine to five and then come home and do all that kind of planning just doing what i do is like already a second job
2: Yes. Yeah. so so Let's talk about your business idea for 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 a little bit.
0: So it's like once we got this kind of like insiders group of the meetup, people just started to date and then started to (laughs) get engaged. And now we've got like three couples getting married this year. So uh, it was like, you know, one day Eric and I were just kind of like, this is a really great way to meet people, not only to make friends and community, but to meet your like person. Because there's just like, no pressure to showing up to a room of, you know, 40 or 50 people doing something that you really enjoy making friends and then possibly meeting somebody romantically. So that's definitely been like this trend that we keep seeing is that like, it's just the no pressure, like I get to show up and I can leave anytime I want. And nobody's expecting anything of me. And the whole dating atmosphere right now is like, I'm going to chat with this person on this app, and then I'm going to go and hope that this really awkward dinner
2: goes well. <laughs> Like I don't get murdered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't get murdered. So, you know, in doing research for like potentially having this dating business that's more geared towards community, I have just asked people like, you know, how do you, how safe do you feel like meeting a stranger by yourself at some location? And all of the women have told me like it's always in the back of my mind because you know somebody told me that she randomly googled the guy she was about to have dinner with and found out that he had raped somebody and the app doesn't look for things like that you know so you're not getting a background check it's and so she actually had to report this guy and get him kicked off the app but the fact that she almost went to that date without like first looking him up it's like so you we would hope that like in doing this kind of like community dating business that we would be vetting people before they come in and my experience of running meetup groups has made it very easy for me to like see red flags up front and i think that like my kind of like radar for bad people has become pretty sharp. So there's going to be that kind of like level of like safety because you know, I'm hopefully going to like have a whole team of people looking at people to vet them before they come to events. And then, you know, the rest is kind of just an organic thing. You come to an event, there'll be like maybe 10 guys and 10 girls. You'll do something really fun. You'll have drinks and then you either meet somebody or you don't. And you can make a friend along the way. And, you know, that's just like, only good things can come of this, right? Like, and, you know, I just, I want to spend my life, like, creating spaces for people to meet. And it's become kind of like, this thing that I feel super passionate about. And I was like, this is probably something I want to do for the rest of my life. So how can I make it more viable as a business rather than just having these events for people like come and it's just me putting it together for free,
2: right? Mm -hmm. What stages or what stage of like, Ideation of this, are you in?
0: So we're in the research phase right now. Like we have been doing a lot of like competitive analysis based on all of the apps. So I have downloaded every single dating <laughs> app, <laughs> made a fake profile, and just like because you know I, I'm in the tech industry, so like I'm very like you know interested in like functionality and like the way that these like apps have gamified dating. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's like if you're like objectively looking at it for like how are you like soaking people's attention up? It's it's a little scary how adorable they get your attention, right? Like with all the things that pop up and they bling 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 bling. It's like you're at a casino, yeah. And like the swiping is like pressing the button at a slot machine, right? It gets addictive,
2: yeah. And, so and it you- is it is like a risk every time. Exactly. And like a risk that might pay off or may not.
0: Yeah. And you're like swiping on somebody that you find super attractive and then they never get back to you. Like mm-hmm. and then like, you know, just like the ways that they're trying to like monetize everything, it's it's like just the right amount of money. That yeah. like who cares to pay a dollar or two for like to get like to
2: get boosted or like
0: or to see like you know how they like gray out all of the faces that have liked you and you're like do you want to see these look there's 20 of them
2: i asked somebody i am literally like polyamorous and i have two partners and sometimes i get on apps and i see that people like me and i'm still like damn maybe i should figure out who this is (laughs) (laughs) and like i definitely don't need to but like the fact that the app there so isabel does isn't on any dating apps yeah um So Isabel, for context, on most of the apps now, if there's someone that likes you, there's like a little like circle with their picture, and it's like pixelated just a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like, who is it?
0: It's such a tease, and you can pay like, like
2: some nominal amount of money to figure out it'll
0: be like two or three dollars and like so i so like i said like i downloaded all the apps um we're writing a business plan right now and trying to come up with like set dates for where we're going to be at each stage we also like we found out that the public library in arlington is a really great resource if you're like an entrepreneur trying to start a small business because they have like It'll basically give you access to, like, business reports of, like, the industry that you're trying to be in. And so so you can download all of this, like, great information about, like, where the apps stand right now, what kinds of businesses are out there, how, like, well they're doing financially. And then they'll also, like, put you into a program called Score where you're basically able to be mentored by somebody who owns a business in Arlington. mm -hmm. So those are all kind of like resources that I really want to take advantage of, but like, I need to like finish my business plan. Yeah. So I've also been doing kind of like gamification research. And then like, I've also been doing user interviews with people. So the user interviews have been like a ton of fun.
2: I bet that sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Just like asking people about like their dating experience and such has been really revealing. And also kind of like, I don't know, sometimes just like you walk away from it feeling like sad because Nobody that I've talked to yet has had a successful relationship from an app, but mm. they're all using them.
1: Well, you should you should be part of these user interviews, right. yeah. Andre. You should
2: you should interview me because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I um, I am, have two partners, like I said, and I met both through apps. Yeah. And um, so I guess in that way, like it's, it's successful. My like my first partner and I have um, been together for two and a half years. Yeah. But. I definitely had to slog through a lot of shit to get there. I know. You know?
0: And that's the thing is like putting the effort into, it's funny because the apps are supposed to be something that makes dating easier. And like, I think this makes the process harder Mm -hmm. because like you are having to do a lot of like sorting and like figuring out with all these people that you're chatting with, which one is going to like work. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I've, I've heard more than one person say it's like, I've been chatting, 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 chatting with all these people and maybe one of them will like offer up to see me in person. So they're like, I hate to like say that it's like, you know, I feel disappointed by the amount of effort that I put into that conversation. But they're like, when it doesn't end in anything, that feels frustrating.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, like risk reward. You know, sometimes you like put a lot of effort in and then nothing happens. And sometimes like... You put no effort in and then like you go on a great date and it's just like a a huge chance. But I do think that with like with your business idea, I think that especially as someone that like doesn't get a lot of right swipes. Yeah. If I was like actively still looking for something, it would be relieving to know that I'm going somewhere where like I will be talking to people. Yeah. You know, and it isn't just however I decide to present myself on the Internet that decides if I get like a, a real life right swipe or not.
0: So I have been asking people a lot about like attraction. And so the questions that I ask are like, if you're swiping on somebody, how important is it for you to find that person attractive? And obviously the answer is like very important. Yeah. And then it's like, I say like, okay, like imagine that you're at somebody's birthday party at a bar and you ended up talking to the person sitting next to you and you are having this amazing connection with this person. Like you're in that conversation. I was like, how important is it for that person to be super hot?
2: And they're like, like, not that important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you already have the connection with that person. So I think that this, like, there's this whole level of like attraction that we put like all this emphasis on when you're on these apps. And it's like the person who's like got like, this super complex, amazing personality and who tells the best joke in the room could just take really shitty pictures and never be swiped on. And like, you miss the chance to be with this amazing person because you're looking for the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So this whole concept is to try to alleviate that because the people that I've met in my like group, I don't think they would have ever swiped on each other.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just like... none of us thought that they would end up dating, right? Like, it's like attraction is just like a really, really complex thing. And so, and it has to do with so many different facets. It's like, you know, what are the things that we have in common? And then what what kinds of things make us different but complete each other? So, you know, you could look really good on paper as a
1: couple and then really not be able to work well together because you're too alike. And I something. think it's like really difficult to assess even – for yourself what you actually find attractive in people right like i've been dating my partner for five years now and it's like at this point it is so hard to parse like would I have like you know on paper been attracted to this person because like the, th- the kinds of things that we know about each other now and value about each other now are just like things that like you would never have like th- thought to ask someone about or that you can necessarily even ask somebody about and have them really know the answer for themselves. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> I know like when I, when I met my husband like we just couldn't have been more different because at that point in my life I was Republican and he was super liberal mm-hmm. and And so I was just kind of like stuck in this kind of like conservative bubble that I had been raised in I didn't think that I don't think that a lot of my thoughts were my own I was being just like kind of like going along with like everything that I had been raised in and I just don't feel like I'd ever had like an independent thought about like why I was voting away that I was Mm -hmm. and so it's like here comes this person who doesn't think the way I do at all and is basically challenging everything that I've ever learned. And then you like sit back and you're like, well, "Why do I believe what I believe? Is yeah. it because I actually connect to those ideas or is it because I've been told to?" Yeah. So and then like everybody that knew us were like, "You guys are not going to work out. You're too different." Right. But it's like the longer that we were together, like everything that, that made us different made us a great couple.
1: Right. Can you could, oh. Can you just quickly talk about
0: how you guys met? Uh, I actually uh, was here in DC doing like a five month internship and he was in the same program. And there was this like huge speaker series where they brought all of the interns from all over town to like to hear this one person. So there's about 500 people in the program. And he just happened to sit next to my roommate on the Metro. And because he's a super extrovert, he just started chatting her up. And it turned out like within the first couple of minutes of conversation that they were both going to the same place and they were like she was meeting me. So we all sat together and she was just like, you know, I just found out that this guy's like really lonely in D.C. And like he, he, he should come over. So she invited him over that night and like we just became like super good friends immediately. And within like a month and a half that we had left in this program, we had decided to like for him to move back to West Virginia with me.
1: So the last question I want to ask is kind of given, you know, the work that you've been doing, like, we have all of this technology that has helped us, you know, like we have social networks, literally, right, to kind of build communities. And that was kind of the intent. But at the same time, we've been finding out, like, in all these insidious ways, it's kind of like been like prevented people from being able to do that. Or like, you know, despite those things, we're feeling so isolated in all these ways. And so I just like want to know kind of in this weird space that we're operating in right now, like what do you think are the biggest challenges to people kind of doing what you're doing? Because that I would say that, you know, the community that you have is like a very special kind of rare community. Right. And it's like seems to me like a lot of it is just because maybe there's so few people who are willing to put in the work that you're putting into it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm curious about what your thoughts are on that. I think that like, probably there's two big challenges.
0: And so the first is that like, if I didn't keep after people personally, they probably wouldn't come out as much as they do. So like, even when I'm planning like really fun events for like, just my, I like few friends that live in the neighborhood and stuff. Um, they still like will ignore invitations or like let them sit there forever and forget that they're there. And so I'm finding that like, because I'm always the one in our group who loves to be around people and loves to do things that like, even if I, after sending the invitation, I have to like often get after people, send them a personal text message. Like, are you coming? Like, and they will be like, Oh, I totally forgot about that. Like I'm going to be busy tonight. So It's a lot of, like, work to keep up with it, I would say. and It's a lot of work for people to show up when they don't want to. But, like, I think that, like, we have created a really cool thing and people know that when they come, they're going to have a good time. And so even if they've been, like, kind of spending a month in the house, I'll be able to coax them out eventually. (laughs) But it's definitely – it's just work to keep up with your friends. And I think everybody knows that, you know. Like, if you want to stay close to people – you have to show up and you gotta make time for other people. So that's something I'm like, if you wanna have great friends, keep up with them, you know? And uh, the second thing is just like drama. When you know this many people, it's like per- personalities just clash a lot. And so it is difficult sometimes to like, to like let things slide off your back. But um, you know, I have found out some pretty shitty things that people have said behind my back about, you know, the way that I do things and the way that I'm running this meetup and stuff. And I've let it go because I'm like, I'm in the unique situation that people like to tell on each other. But if you are in like kind of more, more organic friendship group, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Like, or it rarely happens, you know, but like I'm often being told what's being said about me. And so I'm like, well, I was never meant to hear that. And like, if we're being honest, like we all have a lot of like, one-off kind of hurtful things that we say about people that we don't necessarily mean and so I'm really just having to like let myself be forgiving yeah (laughs) and just pretend like I never heard it because I'm like in the end if I do that and I move forward it's not going to affect this relationship so so it sounds like being a good person and hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that that's, those are two kind of like, you know, good things to go by, you know, like I, I see a lot of people in this meetup, like end up not being friends because of petty, petty, petty stuff. And so there's, you know, a girl that I met, um, maybe two years ago in meet and we became like fast friends. And because of a couple of like, kind of like petty situations that we were in and like, stupid fights we ended up kind of losing touch and I found myself kind of like sitting there yesterday thinking like a song that we really liked came on and I was like I let a really stupid thing break up that friendship and I need to give it a second chance because life's too short so I messaged her right in that moment and I was like would you get a drink with me like this week and she was like I would love that so I think that like it's a real real good takeaway it's like stop Like letting petty stuff break up great friendships because, you know, in the moment you're gonna let that like you're gonna say something that, you know, you can't take back. So think about it. Think about how does it really affect you in the long run. And then just let it slide off your back. (laughs)
2: Leslie, thank you so much for sitting with us today. You're very welcome. Um, Free association is a good name. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good name for a meetup. Do you have any names for the potential company yet?
0: So we're kind of like playing around with Helix, and it's like it'll be like find your other
2: half. <laughs> mm.
0: But you know, it's like I've, I'm a designer, so the branding of this is probably going to take. The long, the long, <laughs> <laughs> because you know it's it's gonna. I'm really hard on myself as a designer, so um, logo ideas are gonna they're gonna take time.
2: <laughs> oh, for sure too, and like you want to do an app, and, yes, and you want, which like, means
0: that I'm gonna have to like you know go to a bunch of meetups and try to find people that will do some some free hustle for me <laughs> until we can get this off off the ground. That's I need like, some backend people. <laughs> that's
2: like. I think the name of starting a business, finding people that'll do some free stuff for you in the beginning. Yes. Yeah.
0: But it's the nice thing about DC is like people have solid jobs and love to like do things on the side. So I'm I'm very hopeful.
2: (laughs) Um, No, I feel very inspired from this conversation because I think it's, uh, it's hard to like put yourself out there. Yeah. And I think that even as someone who I have a ton of shit to do, like most days of the week, I do still think that like... Anyone can afford to put yourself out there more in whatever way that, that yeah. makes sense um, do you have anything you want to plug?
0: well if you guys want to like make some friends and have a lot of fun come to a free association event like we're just doing happy hours this month since like everybody's cold and doesn't want to go anywhere <laughs> so <laughs> But, you know, great happy hour deals, meet some people, have great conversation. And then once spring starts, we're going to start doing like all the fun, like outdoorsy stuff. So I'm very excited for this year and we always do fun stuff. So mm-hmm. please come join us. I'll come
2: through <laughs> for from for some outdoorsy stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going outside right now, <laughs> but that's why you're doing the happy hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, as usual, if you heard anything you liked or you disliked or you have any questions for me, Isabel or Leslie, hit us at, at I'm the villain pod at that's our gmail our instagram and our twitter um yeah otherwise bye